2: Welcome back to the Right in the Gary Kellys podcast. It's a day after we beat Tottenham Hotspurs on their own turf. We also have to return not one, but all three of our regular features with a look back on the Leeds United news this week, fans corner and a good old game of Guess Who. However, before we get started, we just want to wish Phil Hay the very best of luck in his recovery. And we're all behind you and hope to see you back to your very best very soon. On today's show... I've got Matt B and Kayleigh. How are we doing, guys? All right, Matt. It
3: back very well. <laughs> <seat>.
2: I'm back <laughs> in the hot seat, as you can hear. You he don't know what he's doing, but as <laughs> <laughs> he goes along. Well not really. I think you look as it Star Striker, he comes on, bags an hat trick, and his, your manager's not gonna leave him out, is he? <laughs> but I guess when you're the player manager <laughs> So let's talk about Spurs. Honestly, what were your pre-match thoughts going into this one? When the team sheet came out, they had all the big guns in there you know, Kane, Bale, Son, Deli Alley, new look Deli Alley. You know, Deli Alley who looked like he's a world beater all of a sudden. You know, did you honestly think we'd get a result out of them?
3: Honestly, no. I wouldn't have said yesterday morning. I wasn't being too confident. I didn't think we'd get smashed, but i it being 2 1, 2 0. And yeah, I just said before, looking at their team sheet, it's got Harry Kane, Bale, Deli Alley. Yeah, I just didn't think. Obviously, we had. Rafinha was on the bench, Phillips wasn't playing. Um, our starting 11 wasn't our strongest starting 11. So, no, honestly, I thought we was not going to get results from there. We're looking to get a draw, maybe. So, yeah, very happy. Can't complain at all. Great start to the weekend. Yeah, I think
1: uh, I'd just echo that. I think um, when the team sheets came out, I was a bit, sort of, a bit deflated that like Phillips and Rafinha were on the bench to start with, really. Um, after, after all the build up, after you saw them on social media, just the. Sort of uh, ten fifteen minutes before that, you thought, oh, we might have as best two players back here, and then so when team sheet came out, won't really um, like Kelly said, were not really expecting much because we we seem to str- really struggle when Phillips do not play and leave ourselves open. So when that front four of uh, Tottenhams were announced, you were a bit well, we could be in for a long day here, but yeah, <laughs> probably best performance this season.
2: I think you'd also probably see our analysis team probably did their job yesterday because straight from the off, we were exploiting that bale serge Oreo partnership put me we, down the left-hand side and it was evident from the first minute and I think it's obvious even we'd probably be able to analyse that and say that G- Gareth Bale never tracks back and I thought Jack Harrison had a blind didn't he against them too?
3: I agree as well. It was great to see obviously Klitsch and um, Harrison both doing great crosses, and yeah it was hard to pick him out of the match really. Fantastic team performance and yeah we kept as we just said earlier on, I believe some of the best attackers in the league, pretty quiet, all the match. And again, yeah, Harrison had a blinder of a match. The assist he got was fantastic. And it's just a shame I couldn't be there to watch it all. Looked like we missed a cracking game at Ellen Road.
1: I think uh, I think that the main main thing out of that, like you said, um, as exploiting the left. Like Alyoski and Harrison were, were were brilliant as a pair, and I thought that was that first forty five minutes were probably Jack Harrison's best forty five minutes of. Um, but he still it was still pretty lively in the uh, second half, but he just fluffed a few chances, didn't he? But that first 45 minutes, forty five minutes, after especially after a week, that is. Sort of started to take a little bit of criticism on, um, if you notice, on social media. I think, and people saying, "No, we shouldn't buy him for." well, I think eight, eight millions an absolute steal for him, even if you're using him as a next season, even if he's a rotation player. Is um, I think, like, I just think after seeing that, you think there is a player there, and you can do it against against some of the uh, against one of the better teams in the division, even though on the day Spurs weren't cracking. But yeah, I think that would that would, like completely different players the last two or three weeks with Jack Harrison
2: I think with Jack he's, he's been up and down he, this season you just got to look at his two games against well you look at the performance against Liverpool at the start of the season both games against Newcastle were outstanding but then he's been quiet during games as well hasn't he but I think for £8 million pound, you. you've well I think it's mandatory anyway isn't it I don't think it's optional because I think when we extended we were meant to buy him this season and I think they rearranged the loan structure on that so we would have to Mandricci pay £8 million for him which is an absolute snip because you can imagine an English winger in the form that he's been in at times this season you're looking at 30 40 million easy uh, so I think it's an absolute snip and yeah he, he looked back to his best yesterday um, and I, I guess at a pre-match he probably looked at it as well and thought you know I've got I've got Gareth Bale and Sergio Orio here and they've both played at a very high level but you mentioned about Alyoski and they've they Alyoski and um Harrison have partnered up really well, haven't they? Kiela, do you think we'll have that partnership next season between them two then?
3: Well, I've heard from rumours. Unfortunately not, I don't think. It sounds like Alioski might be going in the summer. However, he played fantastically yesterday and, if anything, he does deserve a new contract after that performance. But I can probably see him maybe leaving end of this season. I mean, I'll admit throughout parts, to see, I didn't think he was up to it. I thought some parts maybe he wasn't quite there. I think he's... Lost pace sometimes, obviously like a few mistakes, the penalty against Brighton, just silly mistakes here and there. But yes, they were outstanding. Him and Cock yesterday were both outstanding. Our defence looked solid. i say in the first 45 minutes, our biggest blunder was probably that we could have scored more goals, because defensively Tottenham didn't look good at all, and we looked fantastic. And yeah, we just needed to push through a few more goals. And that could have easily been four, I mean, five or four one to us.
1: And that's just how Alioski is, though, isn't he? Um, he's, very, um, he's a very streaky player, isn't he? Where you sort of get him for... You sort of get him for two or three weeks, and then you lose him. Um, sort of the level seems to drop for the next sort of two or three weeks. You sort of <laughs> both of them seem to sort of peak and trough quite a bit throughout the season. they not really as much as the teams been good. They've, they've sort of not been as consistent. Potentially, is what you would probably say. Um, that's probably where Alioski probably lets Alioski down a bit. He sort of chucks in those games, do not he, every now and again, that where he sort of loses his head a bit and you, he probably tries to be a b- bit more of a wide than a footballer. Um, maybe sometimes else him, but uh, if you base it on yesterday, it's like you'd be snapping both of them wouldn't you? we said on the last
2: pod, Alioski pl- is a, play- a man who's playing mm. for a, a new contract somewhere, isn't he, either at Leeds or, or abroad. You tend to get it, don't you? You look at the last six months and all of a sudden, there's that player there that we all thought we'd we'd had from day one but it's been good with Alyoski because you know if he's improving his game for a new contract at Leeds or somewhere else we've benefited from it massively and like you said Matt all the off-field kind of winding Pepe up and Pepe Pig and all that shit seems to have calmed down a little bit now it's like someone's had a word in his ear isn't it probably his agent to say if you want a big contract then, then, then knock that on the head I guess
1: I about to say, I think his agent's probably got in his ear and said, if you want to go to a Champions League team uh, <laughs> yeah. in, in Europe, you're going to have to uh, book your ideas up a bit here until you start playing for another team. Talking about a
2: player who's, who's, I wouldn't say he's booked his ideas up, but he's just become such the player that we, we never thought we'd we've, that we've had all these years. You know, he, when he first came to the club under Euro Rossler, he was a left winger and then endless managers in between that he's never really been fancied at all and he's always been a bit part player but since Bielsa's come in you know I think Stuart Dallas has is, is thrived massively uh, I'd say and Bamford are probably the three and Phillips that have probably stood out but Stuart Dallas what can we say it's eighth goal of the season against Tottenham and another game where he played half a dozen positional changes during the 90 minutes so surely he's going to be our, our player of the year this year without
1: a shadow of a doubt I think if he, if he nailed down one position, you generally would be talking about someone getting in the team of the season. The fact I think that he plays in so many different positions sort of hinders him from the outside. So I think on within our fan base, we know how good he is, and I think we said before on two or three pods ago, he's just gone to he's gone up three or four levels since uh, Bielsa's coming. He's not just sort of stepped up sort of once and that's been his level. He just keeps on improving. But I think from the outside, it's. It, I just feel a bit. Um, you do feel a bit sorry for him because he he's he sort of has gone under the radar in a sense in this team, with sort of Bamford and Phillips has been getting applauded. It's, yeah, he gets every now and again he gets his uh, mentions on commentary, being uh, the Leeds-born Stuart Dallas. But but I just feel like from the outside, I just don't think no one's really sort of raved about him a lot, really. And like you say, he's nearly got double-figure goals this season for a for a. Well, you'd probably say his position now is. Um, probably a wing sort of wing back sort of, and also a centre mid but at the start of the season he was playing uh, left back wasn't he and for a left back to be getting nearly double figure goals it's like unheard of yeah and he's definitely my player of the season um, just above uh, probably Rafinha in films
3: yeah I'd agree as well we were saying yesterday when I watched it match, he's almost like the James Mullen of our team you can just play everywhere any position you need to fill you can pretty much fill it he will probably go net for us one day but um yeah the same way if the loops improved under Vianzolo, it's amazing. The player that there was three or four seasons ago to the player they are now, Premier League standard. You'd almost wish that Stuart Dallas was Leeds Horn and Fred, because I think it would be a fantastic, um, extra to the England squad. And yeah, eight girls from, well, the best position I'd say to narrowing down to is what, um, fantasy football says and having defender in my team. So yeah, they might yeah. points. We still got fantasy football fans this season. Hopefully, people are aware of how good he is. I know people in my friends' league started on him their team now. I think last few weeks I only got about 30 points, and that for a that was um, Trent Alexander. Everyone be going mental about it. And yeah, I do agree. I don't think you worry about Dallas as much from other teams. And I'd put him Player of the season Easily
2: It's just um, a better Version of Danny Pugh Isn't he We all wanted Danny Pugh To be that player And he just never never Became it in the end But um, what would you say his best position Is then Matt
1: It's hard isn't it uh, you, You've got to say He's an out He's basically An out and out Eight now isn't he um, mm-hmm. Well then again Click were pretty good Yesterday and But he just basically Seems to play position, And it just sort of Just pops up everywhere Doesn't he? He's, he's like a man Possessed when he's Um when he's playing, you—it's just I, I would not want to say what they're thinking and what is if, if if I don't know what Bielsa would be thinking for next season. Like, where is he going to fit him in? But if Alaski goes, then do we need a left back? Do we play, is Dallas going to be our out and out left back? Is he going to be playing centre mid instead of Click? It's I think they have got quite a big um, they have got quite a big decision on their hands really because it, it, it sort of our. I guess our recruitment for the summer is going to revolve around where we decide to actually stick him next season.
2: Yeah, he could, he could play anywhere, couldn't he? And I think you'd, you'd be comfortable playing him at left-back, right-back, centre-mid, right-wing, wing, left-wing, up-top if you need to. You know, you'd be comfortable, wouldn't you? I would be anywhere. I'd
1: be comfortable in any position with him. Yeah. It's, it's like it's, it's like I say, it's just a, yeah, I suspect if Ali Oski had a sort of gone off the boil for the last... If, if he'd have continued, you'd have... Definitely said that um, it has slotted in. That left back, or if Phillips had been fit, and we sort of played Phillips, Roberts, and Click, he'd have probably said he'd have been playing left back all this time. But like so say, it's probably is an out and out eight now. And I, I, I'm sorry, but going back, I was just going to say going back, I think when we going all the way back to that derby game, when we're saying about all the levels that he's gone to, but I think everyone said he's got that experience of playing in. Big international matches for Northern Ireland. Like I don't even think some of these games, he probably doesn't even consider them anywhere near sort of the level that uh, they are. And I just think it's sort of it's sort of shown over the last couple of years that he's he's had that experience playing in these big games, and he just does not look phased when he's playing against the likes of um, like when he was going toe to toe with Hoiberg, Bale, <laughs> all these big stars just don't seem to phase him.
2: Well, Alfie, Alfie, uh, Erling Haaland, sorry, is uh, is a big fan, isn't he? But uh, yeah, you're right, and I think I think he's a massive player for for Northern Ireland, and you know they've gone up against the big boys and, and got results out of them, aren't they? Over the years, and I think that's been under the radar for him at Leeds, I guess, because he has played at that higher level. I, I would suspect. So it's um, yeah, we're definitely seeing the benefits of it, and I think I think Bielsa's methods have, have massively benefited stuart dallas and and for us and you know he's going to get the rewards at the end of the season and yeah it may, may continue uh, to be honest with you that with that one but um final one really on the fantastic victory for spurs for now is the uh the return of rodrigo which was which was good to see and and instantly we saw the flashes of the the wrath and the the rodrigo partnership linking up for that third goal you know do we expect him massive things from them two next season and especially Rodrigo. It's been a very stop start, hasn't it, for him this year. I think he's we expected more. We expected him to be leading the line and probably be double figures, probably what Bamford's done. We all anticipated that at the start of the season and it's not really worked out for him. Injuries, illnesses, loss of form, uh getting brought on and pulled off after ten minutes each three or four times or whatever it's been. So yeah, I think I think we all collectively believe next season might be the year for him, I guess.
3: Yeah, I've got to agree, haven't you? He's been unlucky this season. He said catching Covid, injuries, Yeah, getting stubbed on, stubbed off. I don't think it's the first time president, that is it. But um, yeah, hopefully next season. Obviously, I think he got to adjust to the Premier League as well, haven't you? You hear a lot of foreign players coming here and say it's much more aggressive, it's a much more quicker pace of football. So you got to adapt to that. And we're not sure the effect of having mentality on their fans being there. That might be quite difficult to adjust to. I guess in some ways it's both positive and negative. So yeah, I'm. Um, Looking forward to seeing him next season. As you said, yeah, him and the Raphs pairing up together. Saw a glimpse of that yesterday. And if all being well, we can keep an injury-free team for more than two weeks, then, yeah, we're going to have a fantastic team starting next season. And looking forward to yeah, what chances we make.
2: Kayla, do you reckon that could be a European season next year? I
3: mean, you say say to me, wouldn't you? Obviously, I <sighs> do think we'll do with Leicester. But, um, yeah, I'd say if we're playing like we are at the moment, easily start of this season well, we're ninth at the moment I think obviously we teams are, have got games yeah. in hands but you've got a full of fans at start season we're going to get relegated Chef fans are going to get relegated <coughs> we're above Arsenal at the moment playing fantastically and so you know we've got so much window coming up but even if, I, if our starting 11 was thick we'd have such a fantastic team starting I think I might be wrong but I did read are we yet to play what our official starting 11 would be yet this season I might have read that wrong but I think I did see that somewhere I think we could easily push for Europe. If West Ham couldn't look at West Ham season half ago and you know, you might say David moise is a tactical mastermind to get him there, but look at Everton, West Ham, evidence that if you get a manager that gets behind the team, the team playing well as a unit, no big egos in your team, which is refreshing to see. So yeah, I'd say we could easily push for Europa League next season.
2: You're looking you're looking at this year, you know, we've got three games to go, fifty points. Top seven Europe. Could it be top eight? I'm not sure maybe with Champions League Europa League final plus Chelsea and Leicester in the FA Cup final but I'd say probably what top seven a year apart there um, you know with six points off uh, anything could happen but me personally well, there's been a lot of talk actually I had a lot of talk, chat with my mates about this at weekend I don't want it next year I-, I genuinely don't want Europe next year I think our squad's nicely built for Premier League football and I think I think we need at least another year and I think talking Europe is crazy and I think you look at likes of Burnley that achieved it a couple of years ago and they nearly went down that year they were in Europe. So, yeah, it can it can be a good thing, a lot of positives. Probably, like you said, Cairley, aim for it next year, aim for that push for that top seven, top eight next year, but we get it, it's a bonus, we'll need to invest in the squad if we get it and if Tyler Roberts is blowing after ten minutes are coming on, you know, what's he going to be like with uh, a Thursday, Sunday games every week and a trip to Azerbaijan in between. So yeah, it's going to be an interesting one.
1: I can't remember what the uh like you saying with the Europe down to 7 because they brought in that UEFA Conference League, didn't they?
2: Yeah.
1: I'm not sure. Not sure whether 7 so I think it basically I think if Chelsea win the Champions League and they finish outside all the places get shifted down, don't they? But I don't even know what the they've not really advertised what happens with that where you finish for it or you
2: were probably. you were for you were for what want any more English teams participating in Europe, so they'll probably restrict us that far next season.
1: I, it it does sort of. You look back on some of the results, though, don't you? Like we are, and you think, Jesus, we we're not we've not been far off European places. Like the two games against Wolves, stick out like sore thumbs. Um, both both games we probably should have maybe not the first game but the, first, the second game we definitely should have. we should have definitely won that game and it, it just of lucky goal sort of caught us but it's just been sort of we've had two or three games like that I think we were sort of if
2: we Palace just, away Palace away sticks out to me you know that were a frustrating one 4-1
3: yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. was it Arsenal was that 1-1 one, one? I think that one being quite frustrating 0-0 no, no, no. No, no.
2: No, no, yeah, and yeah writing games pissed me off Right, yeah, you know. team. West Ham did us twice. Yeah, we look, look at West
1: Ham now. Yeah, you do look at it though, don't you? And you think, God, two or three. It's literally a two or three game swing, isn't it? And you'd would have been right amongst it. And you think, God, if we just maybe at some point in the season, if we'd have just not had two or three injuries, you just never know, do you? But for a first, you can't complain. But you, like I say, it's it's one of those things that it's not beyond our. Capabilities next year If we recruit well To um, push on again And really try and get in Amongst those um, big teams So once again as always
2: We went on social after the game To get your immediate reaction After Leeds United's 3-1 win Over Tottenham Hotspurs And Paul Eaton tweeted us To say it's one of the best performances of the season And we had four key players Either on the bench Or injured Matt Davidson said City was a great win Leicester away, but for me, the most complete performance of the season was yesterday against Tottenham. And then finally, Robert Scott said, we were excellent today. Clip was back to something like his best. Cock looks like capable of challenging Phillips for that midfield role. And again, Pascal Strode and Elan Meslier, for one so young, were immense throughout the game. So yeah, I think pff, all of them. Fans' thoughts is pretty much what we, we we've talked about and discussed. I think one thing we didn't really talk about was performance of Robin Cock. I think we've seen him glimpses this season. He's he's come in as not he and played a bit of cameo role in that in that Phillips role, and obviously he's tried striking there with with little effects. And Cox played a couple of under twenty threes um, games as well on his on his return from injury in that position and and played well. But I thought yeah, like um, Robert said there, I thought he was excellent yesterday. He really did. Shut up shop, as they say.
1: That's that's another one that will be pretty interesting to see what happens next year as to um, sort of how cop fits in. And it's it's also the case, like we've been saying, with Rodrigo. These players have missed so much of the season that you sort of not necessarily forgotten, but they've not been they've not really ever cemented a cemented a space in, uh, a place in the team. So you just wonder. Will it be Cock and Urente next year? Will it be um, Urente and Cooper? It's like there's also there's like quite a number of things that, that you've got to think of before. I guess before they sit down and actually decide who we're gonna who we're gonna take. And like uh, Kaylee, Kaylee was saying, as much as we probably don't know what our actual strongest eleven is, we we probably never never had a chance to field it. Hi, I'm Don Matteo, and when I'm sat in the rock bar having a pint,
2: there's nothing better than reading and listening to rides in the So it's back by popular demand. Before we only had 40 seconds; that's all we could afford a uh, theme tune. But we've we've managed to find a couple of quid down the sofa and We've extended it, so now we can do. A proper extended uh, Leeds United news from this week. So this week started with Mark Jackson's Leeds United under-23s lift the Premier League 2 trophy. And already focus is on challenging themselves at a higher level next season. Well done, lads.
1: It was announced that fans are coming back. Yes, finally, it's happening. 8,000 lucky Leeds fans will be united once again at Ellen Road. Well, from a safe social distance, of course. We can't wait to hear him marching on together song with passion once again at the ground.
3: One of our own, Leeds-born and bred Stuart Dallas followed in footsteps of Baduca, Ferdinand Smith and Boyer by picking up PFA Premier League player at month for April. Rightly so. What a season he's having.
2: Finally, Leeds United came up against Harry Kane's son, Gareth Bale and the Tottenham Hotspur's pitch. Outcome, a comfortable Saturday afternoon win for Leeds United. On and on. And that's your Leeds United News for this week. Welcome to the Fans Corner. It's a chance for us to hear some cracking stories about the football club we all love. Just before we get our guest on, if you would like to take part in our Fans Corner, then get in touch with us across social media RITGK. Hello, line number
0: one. Yeah. So, Stuart, first Legion United game. Uh, February, first memory? Oh, no. Well, first memory was way before that. Like I say, grew up, you know, born and raised in Leeds. I used to listen to Legion United games on the radio with my dad. But the first game I ever went to was a, a 1 0 home defeat to IFK Gothenburg, February 92. It was a friendly. Uh, me and a bunch of friends from Roundy High School all went down to the ground together and uh, it was a 1-0 loss. That was my first game I ever went to. So I got to see the championship side, but not in a, in a league match.
1: Who would you say uh, your League United hero is? Uh, <laughs> maybe I have a guess, judging by the uh, light light blue puma shirt that you have on. But uh,
0: No, actually, uh, my, my favourite League United player has to be David weverall It's kind of a weird one. Uh, he... Uh, just like me, he was a. I think he was out Leeds, still going to university. I think he ended up getting a degree in chemistry, which is the same degree I ended up pursuing as well. Um, it's the only only leisure shirt I've ever bought with a player's name on the back, and I think it's still at my mum's house in Leeds. Unfortunately, we sold him the following year, so from that point on, I never bought another player's shirt. But I still do have my David Weatherall shirt, I believe, at my mum's house back in back in England.
1: I had that problem with, uh, I think it was housing. I think I was got my shirt and he ended up going the year after. That was another thing that that I never did after that point. Plus, he scored those
0: awesome goals against the scum, so that's how... he's got those awesome going you know some awesome game cracking games against you know scum and he's got a few goals against them you know popping up from a corner and I was at those games so he was always like I say he was always one of my favorite players Legend. even he, uh, though he
2: went to Bradford then uh, sure. he went,
0: to, he, went to, he went to Bradford yes he went to Bradford but <laughs> I think he's now I think he's now some to do with the FA now I'd have to I don't know I stopped following what he does but I think you know once he finally retired from football Kind of went behind the scenes in the Football Association, I believe. I'm not quite too sure.
3: And what would you say for you personally was your worst moment being a Leeds fan?
0: Uh, I'm going to keep this personal. I was there at the Coca Cola Cup final. I was, you know, I remember listening to the game on the internet when we got relegated and then reading reports. But for me personally, the worst time I ever had at a Leeds United game was because of Brian Dean. Not his fault. Loved the guy. (laughs) Also another Leeds player. Uh, But uh, we'd gone to. uh, Middlesbrough. Uh, I was Middlesbrough, November '95. We'd gone to Middlesbrough, and I was part of the, the me and my sister. My younger sister. We're season tickets in family stand, and they had this uh, thing where the family stands, uh, through McDonald's sponsorship, I believe, would give tickets to other families, and we typically sit most of the time. We'd sit in the family stand. However november 95 they just bought a huge brazilian player i can remember the name from at the time they just bought him and so we ended up getting stuck in the corner rather than being with the, the leeds fans in what would be our south stand we were stuck in like the northeast corner so you can imagine being right near the cop and they'd scored a goal it was getting up to halftime my, my other sister was with me and she said oh can you go and get a burger I went, yeah, well, I'm sure, whatever while I was gone Brian Dean scored made it 1-1 that was the final score of the game however <laughs> because this little in of Legion United fans also cheered when Brian Dean the fans just turned on us I wasn't with them I was getting a burger for my sister so I'm coming back I'm trying to get back to them and I got sucker punched right in the jaw by a Middlesbrough fan Didn't see it coming I go down The stewards dragged me out sent me to medical They kick all the other Leeds United family stand out We all get kicked out At half time So we end up coming home It sucks uh, The nice thing though uh, On the return fixture We played them When, we, when Middlesbrough Came to us later later, yeah, The person who organised it for Middlesbrough Actually did come and find me And actually apologised and said sorry about that, you know. Sorry you got injured. I still, you know, I got my blood coming out of my mouth. It was, it was that was my that was my worst time ever at a football game involving League United. So yeah,
2: isn't isn't that year Stuart where we relegated Middlesbrough at Ellen Road? No, I think that was the. Following, Is that not the year? Is that the following year then? Yeah,
0: I think that was the following year. I think that was the end of the. Might have been. I can't remember if we played them on the last game.
2: We did. There's that. There's that iconic moment where Juninho's on the floor crying, uh, and it's England? at Ellen Road. Is it?
0: Yeah. i I've been to. i It's been a long so time. It,
2: in a way, it's bittersweet that you know you've <laughs> got to go to the return, reverse fixture back at Ellen Road, and you witnessed the team where their fans took up on sure, and you relegated the buggers back down to that to, to, yeah. to, to, to the, championship yeah, the championship or the first division or what and it I was think back first
0: then. division back in that,
2: yeah. Yeah, it would yeah. have been because they got to uh, both league and FA Cup finals that year, I believe, yeah. and went down the same season. So, yeah, mate, you yeah. had the last laugh.
0: I remember, I remember that game because there was the coordinated strippers. Do you remember that? There was the coordinated strippers. There was like six, six or seven women all stripped off uh, the last, career, you know, they they all stripped down and did went streaking on the pitch. One was at Ellen Road, I think. One was, I want to say Ewood Park, maybe. They were all over the Premiership, and it was like a coordinated effort, It was all in the newspapers the next day that like one, yeah, but like
2: quite a few. Yeah. Weird. It never happened now. That uh, the, the uh, thing is just well, you've got Matt and Cayley who probably weren't even born in '96, mate. If I'm if I'm honest. <laughs> well, it's like
0: you know. My mum's a Leeds United fan. My uncle's a Leeds United fan. You know, they tell me about, you know, the Revy, the Revy eras, mm. you know, and how, you know, that was before I was born. You know, when I first got into Leeds, you know, they were in Division Two. They were, you know, struggling. And, you know, I'm really enjoying, you know, Leeds. You know, when I when I left the UK, you know, my last game was uh, against Tottenham home the november 2001 my last ever premiership game uh we beat them 2-1 it was Tottenham again and you know how much leads us you know i've been over here you know just watching reading the you know reading the news reports and you know seeing everything and the fans reactions and getting you know getting deducted points and then getting relegated deducting more points you know getting put down to the you know now the first division but making our way back we're back you know, it's that's the that's the nice thing about football. And that's the trying to explain to Americans, you know, promotion and relegation. They just don't get it.
2: Yeah,
0: uh-huh. like, yeah I think
2: we had, we had a douse of that with the Super League concept, didn't we? Uh, not too yeah. long ago. So yeah, we're definitely not a fan of it here in in Europe, yeah. as you would know, Stuart. Oh, yeah. um, just a, a, a final one, really. Then, so do, do you have a funny or an interesting Leeds United memory you, that you want to share with us?
0: Oh, I've got so many funny stories. I was at the game when the uh, sprinkler went off, uh, and then it was on Question the Sport a few months later, a few, like a year later. It was like, what you know, happened next round? You know, we're all sat there watching the game, and all of a sudden, one of the sprinklers just starts spraying down the uh, side of the pitch. Um, it's been quite a funny, funny, funny side. But my, for me personally, I've been to three League United games by myself, and the funny thing is, the same thing has happened to two of them. Sheffield United at home uh, in the second premiership season and Newcastle at home involving Alegion uh, less Strippers? strikers, No. nope No. So no. Referee. That's There was a funny thing. It was David Ellery against Sheffield United and I can't remember the uh, Newcastle game but the away strips were almost identical to the referee yes. strip. I know what you're so going to tell So I me. remember quite clearly uh, David Ellery running around in the Thistle Hotels, yes. Blue Essex, uh Training
2: Top, well, wasn't training it?
0: Training Top. And yeah. the entire cop going, David Ellery's a Leeds fan. And then for the Newcastle one, it was the referee has changed his strip. I think the linesman did as well, because David Batty played an absolute perfect cross right to the feet of the linesman. The line, I just remember I was in the family stand and the linesman just stuck to one side and the ball just bounced out and everyone's like, what, what David Batty, what, what are you doing it was a perfect pass you know like across the field straight to the linesman and that's when they realised that they had a black strip with like uh, thin lines like thin and that's what the Newcastle away strip was at that point it was a very dark strip with the same almost same colour lines and the referees didn't realise uh, that's my that's my favourite memories. David Batty playing an absolute blinder to the linesman, and the linesman just step into one side, and everyone's like, "What's going on?" Then they realised, "Oh!" But it was really weird. There was only three games I've only ever been to myself, and it happened at two of them. That was the weird thing.
2: Yeah, it must be because of because of you to it. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> iconic.
0: it's
2: iconic. It's iconic. Is that uh, David Ellery one, isn't it? Uh, yes, for sure. So, but uh, yeah, and then you know, obviously we said final one before, but I guess I guess a out of fan base in the states, uh, you talked about it. Uh, 2001, uh, Tottenham, your last game that you saw them, the team play live. Obviously, you know, yesterday. Oh, that, uh, the,
0: last, the, the last game I played, last, game, last time I saw him in the Premier League was yes. the one The last right. game I saw was Boxing Day 2019. I came right. over at Christmas, right before the pandemic. I got to take my daughter to her first ever game. I got to, it was uh, Leeds versus uh, Preston North End. It would end up being a 1-1 tie. As my daughter kind of said, call it a tie, and it was a one-one draw. she's calls it a tie, and uh, so she uh, and she ended up doing like a, a little part on it when she came back there to write about what they did over Christmas and she wrote how she went to England and went to a, went to her first ever Legion game, and I got to Tekka and we uh, sat up in the um, East End up at here. Uh, I would have taken my wife as well, but she's been a bit of a bad omen. I have took her to a couple of games and we've lost every one when we was in the championship. So I'm like, I'm not taking the all time daughter instead. So
1: <laughs>
0: it was it was kind of fun getting tickets because I had to like order them and put my American dress in, and then when I you know go in to pick them up and like it's all changed, you know, like leads leads in general. All ch- every time I go home, it changes a l- just a little bit, just a little. Bit. Every time I've gone home, it always leads leads to the center. Always changes just that little bit. You know, it's, it's always, at least Leeds always changes. And I think them being back in the premiership is definitely going to put Leeds on the map. A lot more people know about Leeds United now. Like say, it was, I remember when I first got over to America, I was walking around in a Leeds United jersey in Utah. And there's some kid was like, oh, Leeds United. I'm like, oh, how do you know about Leeds United? Go, oh yeah, I play FIFA. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know. So
2: Players yeah, it, Mike Greller. Yeah. Uh,
0: this was <laughs> back in. This was back when Leeds was good, so this was back in like two thousand one, two thousand
2: two. You know, <laughs> but Eddie, the Eddie Lewis days. You know, we were pretty decent when Eddie Lewis was the uh, American little left, left, left peg that we had uh, back yeah. back in the day. I think it was back two thousand and five, six. Eddie yeah. Lewis was playing, but um, no, good stuff, good stuff, Stuart. Um, we'll have to wrap up, mate. We could talk about it for oh. for, for hours on end, but um, yeah, we really appreciate you coming on on our fans corner and uh, yeah mate keep repping Leeds United over in, over across the pond in the States it's uh, a, a great thing that you're doing appreciate it guys great talking to you I'll keep listening to the podcast
3: You could be enjoying a proper good Yorkshire brew in your very own Leeds United mug from theterrissstore.com. With plenty to choose from, you can enjoy it even more with your very own discount code. All you have to do is fill your basket and add RITGK15 at the end to get 15% off your shop. As always, we'd love to know what you buy, so drop us a tweet at RITGK. Enjoy!
2: Okay, so it's that time of the show again. Guess who? I'll give you up to three clues about a player that has some connection to Leeds United and Matt and Kayleigh you just have to buzz in when you think you know which player I'm talking about Okay, so clue number one This player initially joined Leeds United on loan in
1: 2010 That could literally be the entire squad from back then they were all
2: on loan We've had probably what seven hundred and fifty-five players on loan since we got relegated from the Premier League. (laughs) Remember, one guess each, in one round. Okay, so none of these ten guesses that Vicky normally lets you have—it's one guess per round on on my watch.
1: Uh, The the only low knee that's sticking out at the minute from that year is Barry Bannon. That's probably because he got relegated yesterday.
2: Yeah, he looked like an old man when I saw his interview pre-game.
3: He's completely
1: completely gone
2: airlines go teeth have gone it's so all well, that whiskey so it's not barry bannon then keely
3: um i wouldn't even know i just trying to think of that team read and learn
2: join leeds united on morning 2010 look i'm even gonna give you extra time on this
3: one <laughs>
2: Tense music's playing look, getting, I can feel it.
3: <laughs> yeah, God knows. I want to say Pavin he was with us then, wasn't he? he came back on them. He won't that season. So, no, I don't know. I'd
2: Clue number two then? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Clue number two. This player eventually signed permanently for Leeds United, making 45 appearances and scoring six goals. During I'll give you this as an extra clue. A two year stay at the club.
1: Uh, Six goals. My, uh, when you said that he signed, per- I don't know if he signed permanently, but I was going to guess, once uh, his face he seemed to stick around for ages, laugh back. Um, what were we called? We well, only
2: played two now. years, Matt. Two years, so it can't be ages. Ages is what? Ten years? did we get Michael
3: Doyle permanently? I was like, it's the one learned. I think he's left one to either, aren't he?
2: Is that your guess? like my era as well. I've been putting uh, a lot of effort into this
1: one. Why it's changed.
3: I thought Max Gradle, but he would have scored more in that he?
1: Ooh. Um, Gradle was. I, mean, I feel like Gradle played for more than that He'll definitely score, yeah, actually. Yeah,
3: definitely score more. Yeah, he definitely scored more in that one, eh?
1: My uh, guess was George McCartney, or whatever he was called. George McCartney,
2: the left back from West Ham. All
3: yeah. right, I'll go Credo, but I don't think it's right. <laughs> You're
2: both incorrect. Final clue number three. We only get three clues on this on this oh, no. game. We all know it's. You should get it on this one. Easy. This player came through the Manchester City youth academy.
1: Oh my days, we are hopeless.
3: We got in 2010, Man City.
1: Oh Adam Clayton. Correct. Ah. <laughs> well done.
0: Okay, that. We got there <laughs> I,
1: forgot that. I forgot that we had him on loan. Like I say, I don't want it. We had. Yeah, I didn't with... do anything.
2: He didn't do anything when we had him on loan. He um but he
1: played alongside Alston, didn't he? Yeah, and then That's we signed him. Shit. Barely did anything, and then we signed him on a three,
2: I think. Mm. And then everyone were like oh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> cool of playing for Birmingham City. Oh, keeping Birmingham City's bench warm as this season, <laughs> his careers seem to have gone downhill, but uh yeah, he uh, yeah, he'd not done it too bad of a stint for us in League One, did he? Um, so, yeah, well done. That's enough. another round of guests who completed. We finally got there. So, on that note, we call it a day. Another episode done. Only a couple left of the season. Just want to say a massive thank you to absolutely everyone who has downloaded, listened, shared it, left a review, tweeted us... We've had a couple of fan mails, which we'll read out on the next one. Emails, we've had it all. It's been, it's been a, a great journey. You know, we never really ex- anticipated we'd get this far this season. We thought we'd give up after two, and we'd, we'd be relegated and have nothing to talk about. But yeah, uh, once again, thanks very much for for tuning in, and uh, yeah, we'll see you all soon.
0: Network.